Ah, see one of God's creatures. The red spotted. Wow, look at the glorious lantern flying. It's one of God's creatures, right? Like so many other creatures out there, flapping its wings, going from tree to tree. Yet we've been told this is a nemesis of society. This is worse than anything that ever came out of Asia. Are we permitted to say it's from Asia? Yes, it is. And apparently in 2020, it worked its way to Pennsylvania. And like a Pac-Man, Pac-Woman, started eating up trees and agricultural products and vineyards. Oh, my God, the wealthy, the rich couldn't have their wine, il vino. But that was just in Pennsylvania. And we didn't take it seriously because we never take anything serious about Pennsylvania. And then slowly but surely, this red-spotted lanternfly began to fly, 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 fly across the border from eastern Pennsylvania to Phillipsburg and started to work its way up New Jersey, right up the New Jersey State pan Turnpike going, agricultural products, trees, foliage, and vineyards. And then it hit the big time, New York. And now there's an all points bulletin by the New York Department of Agriculture that says this spotted creature of God, look at it, the beautiful, beautiful nature of this red spotted moth. It's now the number one danger to all of New York. Not crime, not drive-by shootings, not even fentanyl. And why is that? Because apparently it has threatened the $6 billion wine industry because it loves to eat the grape leaves. And now we have been deputized. We have been told we and we alone can't stop this menace. The state itself does not have the wherewithal, the resources. All the police in the world, all the agricultural inspectors cannot stop this lanternfly. So we have been told directly, see something, say something. So what we ought to do is, if we see this lanternfly, and it's on our windowsill, beautiful as it is. We must immediately take a selly, take that cell phone picture, send it to the Department of Agriculture, see something, say something, and then kill it by all means necessary. Chop its head off, squish it, stomp on it. You must destroy the lanternfly before the lanternfly destroys us. Oh my God, what has our New York State come to? The Empire State is now rusting because of this moth. Hey, how about we just put out mothballs? Hey, it worked when we put mothballs in our closets, in our attics, in our basements, in our chests, in order to avoid the moths eating all the apparel, eating the old wedding dress, eating the tuxedos, eating the sweaters, eating the cashmere sweaters before Christmas. We fought the moths once before with mothballs. And we will survive and supersede this enemy from, can I say it, Asia? Yeah, I said it. We must defeat the lanternfly or we will perish. What is the significance of today, my little pretties? It's National Lazy Day. 
And it's the international holiday for all hipsters and millennials because for so many of you, you sit on your tukas all day, you need to scrape the barnacles off your backside, get your rear and gear. You're deadbeats, you're slackers, you're no duels. National Lazy Day, it has become a malaise for all America. Why should I have to run when I can walk? Why should I walk when I can crawl? Why should I crawl when I should just sit and max and relax? What do they call that, the lazy boy sofa? Hey, lazy boy. Why do they say lazy boy? Because when you sit in there, you're freaking lazy. America will never be able to supersede the menace of the red Chinese dragon or the revival of Putin's old Soviet Union. If we continue to be lazy, all we want to do all day, those hipsters and millennials, Generation X, Y, and Z, lazy, 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 with a capital L, is get on your cell phone. Do your TikTok. Look at, oh my God, look. Look at all the gossip. Look at what's trending. But I don't want to get up. In fact, I got my little chips here. I like, got my little old brewski here. And I can just lazy boy and lazy girl away the day. Can you imagine? Do you want this to be on your tombstone when it says, R.I.P., rest in peace, I was a lazy boy, I was a lazy girl. Let me talk to you about my three sons. They are emblematic of this. I'm not going to get up and do that kind of work. That's why we have all these illegal aliens. We would need these illegal aliens if our new generation would actually scrape the barnacles off their backside, get their rearing gear, and not be lazy boys and lazy girls. So this is a holiday. It should have all of us have our epiphany. This is the time we pirouette. This is the time we recognize that we have to do a reverse osmosis and suddenly show some energy, not just do Red Bull or doing meth or lines of cocaine or racing the roof to the, into the nightclub until the break of dawn. No, 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 no. It's time to get nitty and gritty and get down to it and do it. It's time to strip away that facade that has kept America from being what it can be, laziness. Lazy boys, lazy girls. It's time to do your duty. Retire your laziness. But then again, you would prefer to be deadbeat slackers and orderwells. Oh, Michael Buttigieg, Rudy Giuliani has been summoned south of the Mason-Dixon line, where they still fly the stars and bars, the flag of treason. And he will have to pass Stone Mountain in Georgia, home of the Klan, and make his way to Fulton County which doesn't have the Klan plan anymore. It's predominantly African-American. He has been summoned by a state Supreme Court judge to give testimony to a grand jury. No excuses whatsoever. But those legal beagles for Michael Buttigieg, Rudy Giuliani said, Judge, do you not realize that Rudy just had two stents put into his veins? If not which, he would have had a major severe heart attack and might have been dead on arrival. He can't fly. He can't fly. He can't R. Kelly. I just want to fly. Nope. Can't do an R. Kelly. He can't get down 
to Fulton County to Atlanta to give his testimony. And the judge, in his very southern way, remember my cousin Vinny? Remember how that judge was to my cousin Vinny, Joe Pesci? They are treating Rudy Giuliani as if he were Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny. And so the judge issued a court order. He said to Rudy Giuliani, America's mayor, the legal representative of Donald Trump, you, if you have to, you pound the hound, you pound the greyhound, and you get your ass down to Georgia to testify. Now, I have come to the aid of my very dear Kumbadi Chief Rudy Giuliani. Nobody has pounded the hound more than Curtis Lee in establishing guardian angels all over this country. I pounded the hound more than those illegal aliens coming up from Texas to New York. And I've given Rudy Giuliani every concept and idea how to avoid double trouble on a Greyhound. First off, never sit in the back. That's where the commode is because that commode never works. There's always backup. You see the blue lagoon coming down the aisle. Rudy, stay away from the back. Number two, you don't want to sit next to a guy with grease in his hair because at some point along the way, he's going to fade and he's going to end up laying on your suit jacket and getting all that greasy stuff, that brill cream, all over your suit. And the other thing, Rudy Giuliani, is don't start arguing with people who pound the hound. I mean, these are the people who have asked where they want to go for a rest stop on their way to Fulton County, Georgia, passing Stone Mountain, home of the Klan, so that he could testify in Atlanta before the grand jury would say, oh, man, we got to stop at Waffle House. Man, I can't get in that really good thing, Waffle House. You know, nobody has teeth in Waffle House. They all have soiled aprons. You know, you can get coffee refills for 99 cents, one time, one time only, and you could drift away in coffee. Rudy Giuliani, you were never made to pound the hound. Yours truly has pounded the hound all over this country. I'm going to tell you, Rudy, do not defy that court order. Just like in Cousin Vinny. (laughs) You don't want to be Joe Pesci. You don't want to have a court order put out against you, Rudy. And you don't want to be in a position... We're going to lock you up in the Fulton County Jail. I've been locked up there. That's not a place you want to be, my kumbadi Cheech. I think we could all agree that I may not be an expert on many things, and I'm not, which means I'm a talk show host, you know, pontificating about things I know nothing about. But that's typical of talk show hosts and hostesses. But one thing you could guarantee that I know about other subways and dealing with subway crime. I was baptized in the subway as leader of the Guardian Angels where I started the Greek group to patrol subways. The number four train, the Muggers Express, February 13, 1940, oh, 1949, I only think, 1979, 43 years. So I know my stuff when it comes to subways. I've seen it in good times. I've seen it in bad times. And now we're in perilous times. So the new stats have come out. A 90% increase in subway crime. And you can see it all about. This past Saturday, an 80-year-old dude was beaten down savagely on the number six train. Then there was a woman on the Q train who went up to a Mexican woman. And while she was talking on her cell phone, said, I hate Mexicans and beat the living daylights out of her. People have been slashed and robbed and raped and pillaged. All on this subway system, doesn't matter whether it's 
The train lines that have uh, the alphabet or train lines that have numbers. But the old gray lady, the New York Times, their reporters almost never ride the subway. They decided to do a deep dive in analytics, almost like they do in baseball now, stratomatic. You know, it's not about the reality, it's about the analytics. It's why the New York Yankees will never win a World Series with Aaron Boone as manager, no matter how many home runs Aaron Judge hits, because his whole forte is analytics. So the New York Times did a deep dive and said, the analytics don't jive with the fear that people are expressing about riding the subway. Subway system has only recovered about 70% of their passengers, men and women, from before the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020. And the number one reason people give for not riding the subway isn't COVID-19 or the cost or the homeless or the emotionally disturbed or the cleanliness. It's the crime. But the New York Times said it's only perception. It's not reality. Well, I can tell you at the old gray lady of the New York Times, you never see a New York Times in the subway anymore. When I was a kid, you know, people would discard newspapers. You knew if they were going to the Upper West Side or the Upper East Side, they were reading the New York Times. You knew if they were taking the Hamburger Express, the M train, out to Freshmont Road in Queens, they were reading the Daily Mirror. If they were taking the D train out to Coney Island, they were reading the Journal American and the Daily Worker. That's the commie paper. And if they were coming to Canarsie, where I was birthed, on the LL train, which stood for Lousy Line, Rockaway Parkway, last stop, they were reading the New York Daily News. So you could tell which people were working class, which people barely took the subways based on the newspapers they read. Guess what? You walk through the trains now, you could get mugged, pickpocketed, jostled, sexually assaulted. You could have guys who are suffering from uh, erectile dysfunction, but they want to go out there and prove they're a man's man by all means necessary. One thing you won't find in all that mishigash are newspapers. So, old gray lady, the New York Times, with all the news that's fit to print, bull feathers. It's not perception in terms of crime with a 90% increase in just one month, it is reality.